Welcome to the Tim and James universe. The TJU is proud to present 31 Days of Horror, The Revenge. What seems to be the problem? Fearing for your life? Snap out of it! You act like you've never seen a dead body before! What's up, all you fucks? Welcome to day 19 of 31 Days. This is the best movie so far this month. <laughs> the best one? I think so. Buddy, since we watched it, which I think I watched on Sunday of, uh, you know, of, a couple months ago, huh, uh, I can't fucking stop thinking about it. I don't know, buddy. We watched Train to Basan and Caveat this this month and censor uh, yeah i mean those are all good i'm not saying those are shit but like god because the concept of this movie has been done before but the way it was done made it different and just like fucking popped us there so going into this all the trailers the trailers definitely do not present this movie in the way that it actually is. And that's Which, the, thank by God. Design. In all yeah. Honesty, yeah, thank God. Because we were relating it to another movie we have reviewed before called Z, where it's like, oh, she has an imaginary friend, but it turned out to be a demon. And so the demon just, like, wreaking havoc around her and then around the kid now. But this, so this one, the way it was set up was, oh, she has a friend named Gabriel that she talks to, and they looked at old footage, just like the other one, of Gabriel, of her talking to him, and this and that, and it's like, oh, boy. That's why the buddy got red hot when he first saw it. Like, really? But, uh... Like, the, the concept of it, it being an imaginary friend gets thrust out the window within the first 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so that's, like, initially, as I texted you, like, this starts very differently than I expected. Because um, the opening is in, like, this... It's set like it's a 1993. It's like this hospital by like on a cliffside by the ocean, and it was it was like sort of like a cheesy kind of even the music in it was kind of cheesy, and the line delivery was I was expecting it to do that thing that movies do where it's like a movie within the movie, like oh you're gonna hear go oh. someone go cut and then they back out and they're filming a movie within the movie, but that didn't happen. The movie just started and I was like oh that's really oh okay. There wasn't a, you can do another take. Yeah. So like a woman's like recording a video talking about a patient and then a doctor comes like barreling in like, help, he got out. And like, she's like, oh no, it was about the patient she was talking about. So she runs over, they try stopping him, fucking killing people. She finally tranks him and then they grab him, put him in a chair. And it's like, you know, you, you you know, we've tried helping you, but I, I don't think you can be helped. And then like the camera zooms in on her face and she's like, it's time to cut out the cancer. And then like this fucking doom rock music started playing. And I immediately sat up out of my bed. Like what the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah. So, 
did we see the title? This is Malignant, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna... 2021 horror film by James Wan. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the intro right now. I'm going I'm the the app right now because you have to hear it because that immediately fucking grabbed me. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Like, okay. So one thing I did not expect this movie to be, and James Wan confirmed. I was thinking this as I was watching, but James Wan's confirmed it because I saw an interview he did. This is his like love letter to Jallo films, and I, I I know you don't know what Jallo is, but I think I've told you before. It's like Italian slasher films from like the seventies. Uh, um and like there a lot of them like the biggest thing about it is that it's like a murder mystery and there's always the killer is always in like black like leather always has a mask on and the the reveal is at the end of the film right and it has bright colors and that kind of thing and the tone of it this the whole time I was watching it it seemed like a foreign movie and that's why because he he loves Jello and he was talking about it he loves it so much and and he finally got to a point where I made so many movies, I made a hundred million dollars. They finally let me do something I wanted. So I just oh, went nice. crazy. And it's like, oh my, it makes so much sense. Yeah. It was not promoted as a Jello film, but it is. See, now some people were like, oh my God, this was the goriest, uh, whatever, like horriest movie. Da, da, da. Like it wasn't really gory to me. Like no. I, get, I get maybe what they were, might be referencing, but it wasn't gory, and it wasn't – it had moments of, like, horror-ish, but the story is what really made it's this not movie – scary. No, not really. Like I said, it had parts where before you figured out what was going on, the, the little stalking scenes were kind of like, oh, shit. Right. And I mean, horror movies haven't been scary to me ever, so a movie being scary doesn't – you the, know, it doesn't last, have to be. The last movie I legit got scared at in – didn't want to watch ever again when I was younger was house on haunted Hill because some of those scenes, like especially that, dude, when she had that scene where she saw the doctors in the camera and then she looked up and they weren't there. And then she looked back and they were staring at her scared the fuck out of me. And there was that other scene where that nurse like ran down the hallway with her head twitching and ran into one of the girls. Dude, I, I almost couldn't finish the movie when I was younger. I will say caveat is a little scary because of the <clears throat> the situation that he's in, like imagining yourself there and that entire last like bit that well, I, was that was tense. I would not agree to stay somewhere and have myself chained up like, OK, that's a no. Like, take me back to the land. No. And imagine if you were like cutting your way through a wall and the body you keep looking at moves and it's like, <laughs> God, I love that movie. Uh, all right. Here, I, I, found, I found the part. Ready? OK, yeah. And I was like, what? It is like Mick Gordon, right? Yeah. I thought the same thing. And it 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 fucking just absolutely mega popped me. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, yes. I uh, yeah, I was super not expecting the tone right off right off the bat. God, uh easily one of my my top movies now, like horror wise, like it's so fucking good. Like I I text a buddy maybe almost ish halfway and I was like I think I know what's going on but I didn't expect I I called it I did call it but I didn't expect them to go about it the way they did within within 15 minutes I called a big portion of it but it was 
and then later on in the movie, I I called like the second kind of. Re- I want to say there's like really twists. It is kind of more like reveal. reveals, yeah. But so I I called the first one. Uh, or no, I noticed something was up when she captured the woman who led the underground tours. Because I was like, the the person, the Gabriel, as you you find out who it is, like I was like, it looks like he's moving backwards. Yes. And so I just thought. Oh, it's a creature, you know, duh. They can, they but, can contort. Because there are a couple scenes where, like, yeah. he moves, and sometimes he's running forwards, and sometimes he's running backwards. So I just thought, I was like, oh, he's just he's just contorting to what fits the, the need at the time. Like, when he crawls through the thing, like, yeah, it would probably be beneficial to crawl all crooked. Yeah. You know, because you were able to whip your body around. Like, uh, and then I really noticed it when uh, Gabriel was running away from the, the cop going down the fire escape. That's when I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, obviously, because, like, your body can fold different ways like that makes sense yeah, the time you freak at the really first good look at how it, the, his body actually is when he's crawling on the bed to kill that dude that's yeah. when it's like oh he's all i thought it was just like his his hands or his arms but it was like his entire body that it was oh his head's like backwards and his legs wrong yeah uh gabriel i will say gabriel i don't know if you could go back to this again but I, you could you could have a start of a horror kind of icon going on here because he's just weird enough. The concept itself, which we'll reveal later on, is yeah, that's pretty. That's good. That's a good twist on there. It's and very it's how he looks and moves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> just when he smashed her head in the wall, I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me like that's the start of it. I just oh he's an abusive asshole, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, it, it makes total sense, though. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I love the fact that you found out the stuff the same time the adoptive mom and sister found out. And everybody had this. I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, and they were like, oh, <laughs> I I knew something. Something was a little off because we saw Gabriel kill her husband and then we saw it attack her. But then, like, a scene or two later, we see Gabriel go after the chick who works in the underground thing. But it looked different in because in, in, when he was getting the girl at the subway, you could see, like, he's wearing clothes and stuff. But in the earlier scene, he's just, like, a shadowy bit. So I knew something was off there, mm. which we reveal – it's revealed later on why that is. But I was like, oh, what? It didn't, I didn't piece that exactly together. But I knew yeah. something was going on. Like, something was different. You just figured it moved fast, and then it threw her. So you think you think it's a demon because it's just a black figure, and then right. it throws her across the thing, and I think she hit her head, and then she woke up in the hospital and she lost the baby, like her third miscarriage in yeah. a year. Right. And then the next scene, when he goes to the chick, the underground, it's like a dude in clothes. So it's like, what is this the same thing? And then he captures this woman, and it's like, and then for almost the entire movie, you're like, who is this woman? <laughs> yeah, and she's like like uh, tied up in rope like to the banister in the thing, like, like in a, like the Jesus Christ position on the cross. And it looks like this old bell tower. And it was like, Oh Jesus. Like, okay. He has a layer. Like, that's kind of cool. Uh, he killed the fuck out of that doctor and then took half of her trophy to, to sharpen it and make it a knife. Cause she had a, um, she was one of the world's best doctors for child. She specialized in child, like reconstructive surgery. And so her trophy had like a, a a block bottom with that 
classic uh, health symbol that has like it basically looks like a dagger with the snake wrapped around it. So he had kept that, smashed off the snake, and then sharpened the knife, and like that's was his killing weapon. And it's like, oh shit. Uh, and then he killed that guy in the bed in the hotel. And like I, this is when I was like, is it a demon? Because the water was real, and I'm like, it wouldn't be real if it was, like, a demon, you know? Because everything yeah. Gabriel was doing was practical. Like, in the in the very beginning, it made it seem like it was supernatural, almost. Uh, just because it was black, oh. and, and the way it moved. Ah. Huh? Oh, fuck! I, okay. I, it was, I was looking up who does Gabriel's voice. Okay. And he's a, he's a voice actor. I'm looking at some stuff. He, he has some stuff in, um... Like, uh, Last of Us Part 2, uh, Destiny 2, he's in some things, he's in Death Stranding. But then his first video game credit in 2013, he was Cinder and Arbiter in Killer Instinct. Oh, god damn it. And he, he was Duncan in D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die. Uh. Louis Gaios in Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Oh, god damn it. Do you know who that is? Do you remember that character? No. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of yeah. There you go. No, but I'm looking at the guy who did the music for the movie. The music was good. Yeah, but he did music for like Insidious, Eleven, 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 Dark Skies, The Conjuring. Makes sense. <laughs> Repo, makes sense. the generic opera. Oh wow. Uh, let's see if there's any Night of the Demons, Insidious Chapter Two, Annabelle, uh, VHS, Viral, The Vatican Tapes, all the James Wan stuff. Aquaman, yeah. Yep. Uh, he did Trench Trench in Rage track in the main score. Not fucking bad. Oh, he's also Noctis in Final Fantasy XV. Oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody does that guy, right? <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh. Oh, he was also in some movies. He was the lipstick-faced demon in Insidious. He was Bathsheba the, in the... the yeah, this dude's like double, double doing it, dude. Oh, uh, Angelo had a role in Mulholland Drive. Well, I'm just using an example, buddy. Buddy, an example nobody gives a flying fuck about. Buddy, Mulholland Drive is a fantastic film, and we were supposed to do that for the anniversary last year, and we never did. Yeah, because fuck that. Buddy, there's nudity in it. I know, I've seen there's it. There's a... Exactly. There's a girl-on-girl sex scene. Uh, so then... Uh, so then, yeah, he kills that doctor. So she can see what the killer's doing. So, like, it's like she's she's in the room, but she can't move. Well, she can move, but, like, they nobody can hear her, and she just watches what happens. And so the sister's like, maybe when he attacked her, they have, like, a psychic connection... You know, and that's how she could see it. She's like, it happens all the time. Like, I played a a, co- a psychic in a movie and they in a TV show, and they said they do it all the time. And the chick was like, "We really gonna have this conversation right now?" <laughs> uh, Wait, what? I did pop off. Wait, hold on. No, ah, oh, damn, wrong guy. I was thinking, who's the dude that did Saw and uh 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 uh, uh the fucking um. Uh, Dead Silence. Was that James Wan also? No, I right? don't think so. It was the Lee, Lee Lee something, and he had like another co-writer, right? I think so. 
I'm gonna look it up real quick because do you remember who in this a a Gene Lake in, from this movie? In this movie, named Gene Lake. Yeah, Gene Lake. Uh, Lake is her name of the adopted family, so she has to be somebody oh, it's, there. Oh, it's the mom in the wheelchair. Okay, yeah. Why? Son of a bitch. She's Susanna Thompson. Who's that? Fucking Star Trek fucking alert. She played Dr. Lenara Khan in the rejoined episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And she also played the Borg Queen in three episodes of Star Trek Voyager and Moira Queen in Arrow. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did we ever see the episode rejoined where one of one of um, Dax's past wives visits the station and they kind of rekindle the relationship they have they have like one of the first lesbian kisses on tv no i think i, would, I don't uh, think no i think i would remember that it's then it's either season we four, it's probably four then season four. we we had just we we're only like we were only like two episodes two or four episodes in season three and right season. okay yeah because that's a little bit later on that's before she gets in a relationship Motherfucker. later on james wan did help uh lee winnell with saw so oh, yeah, saw saw yes, but dead silence. I don't. No, because because hold on, because come on, where's I'm gonna click on I didn't, I didn't actually click on James Wan. Let me click on James Wan. Uh, filmography saw 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 dead silence. I fucking knew it because the detective really? guy is doctor is detective K Shaw, and I knew. I was like, there's no way his name's Shaw and it's not related to Dead Silence. God damn it. I fucking knew it. Oh. Seen, I haven't seen that movie enough to make that connection. Because her, you know, her name was Mary Shaw. And then in one of the Saw movies, oh, the pup, she was a judge. Right. She was Judge Shaw. That's true. So it's all connected, was, buddy. God damn it. They're so fucking smart, dude. Um... So we haven't really given much away yet about this movie. So Holy if shit. if you if you can find this movie, I would go watch this now before we spoil everything. Buddy, what what connection now is there? No, just guess what movie he's helping produce in oh to be announced. Oh no, in twenty twenty two. Guyver? Nope, buddy. I kind of want him to do Guyver. <laughs> I I feel like he would be he would handle it right. I I think so. No, Salem's Lot. I did hear they were going to adapt that again. I didn't know he, he's... What's he doing on it? Producing it. Uh, directed by mm. Gary Dubair. Written by Gary Dubair, but produced by him and some other guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll... Salem's Lot, the only adaptation of it currently is a TV miniseries, which is on Shudder in its entirety. Oh, um, yeah. Which I, uh, I had to watch over two days because it's real long. A buddy, the director, though, of Salem's Lot is the guy who did Annabelle, he did It, he did The Nun, he did It Chapter 2. Andy Muschietti? No, uh, Gary Dubair. Oh, he was a writer. He wrote It, he wrote Annabelle. Oh, okay. Uh, he directed Annabelle Comes Home, and he's about to direct Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. He wrote The Nun. Uh, I don't know. Buddy! What? I don't know. But I knew I knew the second he's like on oh, Detective Shaw, I was like I just couldn't remember if James Wan helped with the Saw stuff and he did. He helped Lee Winnell with with Saw in the beginning. And then he went and did I think fat uh 
one of the fast movies and then that's when he just stuck with fast movies from then on and uh lee winnell did all the other like saws and other shit i think he made enough money to finally do a horror movie again then he stuck with that because like this is what i like yeah i know this movie's good like uh so then that doctor gets killed so then the cop goes through a bunch of old uh paperwork uh and they because they didn't know they didn't know much about the shit what was her name maddie um because she got a she was adopted so they don't know much about her past where she came from and so they just know where she was adopted so the sister contacted the 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 adoption place and they said oh well the files will be over there then they she found out that she was at this specialized facility and that her doctor was that chick who died and the doctor was also the guy that got killed so that's when they found out there's a third doctor and so they went to go look for him but he was too late and uh that's when she was still seeing what was going on and she's like like doctor or she was like detective go and then he had like a long chase scene with uh him chasing gabriel and then um she found the old files and that was when they started watching videos and they finally caught her. They, because they were like, no, you're, you're the killer. Cause like she knew like, Oh, like where to find the body. And like something else happened. They, they were, they were like, no, it's, it's you. So they arrested her. Oh, cause they went to go talk to her at the house and the lady finally was able to break free and she cut herself down and then she went to go walk away and she fell through the floor. Which she caused walk her- away. Which caused her to fall through the ceiling of the living room of Maddie's house. And everyone's like, what's going on? She just screamed. And so she was in the hospital. And they arrest her for kidnapping. And she's like, I don't even remember that. And that's when she went to the mom's house to watch all the videos and shit. And that's when the big reveal happened when she was in the, the lockup cell with a bunch of other women. And they started watching old VHS, VHS tapes. Dude, I, when I tell you... When the fucking camera panned around, I lost it. Like when I think it was before. I mean, because I, I, my first thought immediately was, oh, it's like a conjoined twin thing, right? That would make sense. The the title of the movie kind of like gives you something to go on when you figure out, oh, this thing is not imaginary. Like, okay, well, what would, yeah. And also too, like I said, like this this trope has been done before. I've seen it in another movie. I forget what. But usually it's in like they did that shit with uh, with uh, the American uh, with Jessica Alba, the eye. She ha- half of her eye was a different color because she had a twin that she absorbed. And so she would see basically that kid haunting things. And so they'd done that. They'd done a tr- like where the person's the killer, but it's because every once in a while the other twin takes over the body. So like they'd done it before, but this one was such a unique twist on it that it was like, Oh shit. (laughs) So it turns out Gabriel is a twin of hers, a conjoined twin that never separated, uh, uh, what they refer to as a parasitic twin, meaning like it's their brains are conjoined. Like there's no separating them without killing her. So it's, uh, and you think like, Oh, it's probably like a tumor, a growth or something like that. Huh? The the camera panned around because she was like, all right, when I when I subdue Gabriel, bring the camera around. And so she does. The camera pans around and you see her hair is parted and there's this god awful like face with like an eye and a mouth with teeth and uh, just and then two arms like T-Rex arms 
reaching out from her back and it's like oh my god and then you just see the the mom and daughter watching like oh my god and yeah i fucking lost it i was like holy shit <laughs> so that's when you realize oh it's the same she she is it like yeah it's the same person but you weren't expecting all that so it they watch a couple, another video where they say like you know he's becoming too much He's taking more control over her every day. Uh, he can now control, like, electric waves for some reason. So, like, he can project his voice and, can, like, power off the lights, which is why whenever something else happened, electricity would, would turn off and shit like that. It's how he talks in the whole movie, through phones like or TVs, radio. Yeah. yeah. And so it shows them cutting off the arms, cutting off the back, uh, cutting off the face. And she's like, we got to be safe with it because... Like, you know, we can't remove it because it'll kill her and this and that. So she ends up cutting it to where it's just like the head and little mouth and eye. And she squeezes it in her head and puts her skull back on. <laughs> and like, there, we fixed it and sewed her up and put her hair back. And so he's been dormant in her this whole time. So when her asshole boyfriend shoved her head against the wall, it awoke Gabriel. And... At the same time they're watching the surgery, she's in the lockup cell because the two women start picking on her. Like, you know, like, oh, what are you doing here, Barbie? Like, what'd you do to get in here? So they start beating the shit out of her, and they stood her up. They're hitting her, and she starts, like, like seizing, it looks like. And they're like, hey, oh, hey, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, hey. And her eyes roll up. Her head splits, and this little fucking face comes out screaming. And all the women are like, what the fuck is going on? And then her arm... She, like, grabs her hand, and then her arm bends the other way, and then the other arm grips and bends the other way, and then you just see him standing there, and he proceeds to murder everybody violently while moving backwards, and I mega-popped at that scene. The Every time you got the shot of the... Well, it's, it's at the front of her body, but for, in Gabriel's perspective, it's the back of Gabriel's head, where it's just her fucking passed-out face... It was just really uh, disturbing looking because he's all moving backwards and shit. Yeah, but this, which, the, the third act of this movie is bonkers. Which, that must have been weird and surrealish to, like, act out. Because you know somebody had to act out some of those stuff backwards. I I kept thinking this is probably the same contortionist that they got for... Um, he he was in Flash. He was a character oh, with, like, the, a mask on. Yeah, the one who was and in the, he, the box. Yeah, and he was also, uh, was it Pretzel Jack from one of the seasons of um, oh, Channel Zero, which you haven't seen season four yet, yeah. but he's in season four. God, it's, it's so good. Um, I, I It could it could have been the same dude, because I know anytime I've seen a show that needed a contortion or something, they got that dude. Let me actually look up. Let me see. He was, yeah, I think he was on a season of uh, America's Got Talent also. That's where I first saw him, I think. G Gabriel looks like it was a woman. Marina so, Mazeppa. So it could be like a female gymnast or something who can do these kind of things. That makes sense. And then the voice was Ray Chase. Um, I, I they, they could have had also stunt people as Gabriel too, but I don't know. It seems like for, no, at least I, for the physical stuff. But yeah. what I'm saying is somebody still had to act that out backwards because some of those yep. movements had to be backwards like that. Which, because yeah, like the buddy said earlier in the film when he killed the old man in the bed, it looked like somebody was on their knee, one knee up, one knee down looking up at like the, the ceiling 
with their arms stabbing backwards. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And it's because Gabriel was moving backwards, stabbing the yep. fuck out of the dude. So about there, I called it where it's like, oh, I bet you it's her. But I, it never dawned on me, like, oh, why would she be moving backwards? And then the reveal was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Because Gabriel talked to them while they were interrogating her. And then he's like, I just want my things back. And so she broke out. That uh, that, that one doctor, uh, d- detective lady who does the um, – the uh, stuff she was smart to hide she hide and hit herself behind shit and you just see somebody walking backwards going through boxes and shit and then eventually get to the jacket puts on the jacket the, the gloves the i think a hat and then took the uh uh the knife and walked away and she was just like shitting like bricks <laughs> behind the thing and then goddamn gabriel proceeded to fucking fuck up all the cops that were in that giant police room he killed an entire police force of seattle I did pop off when he threw a chair and it fucked up uh, Detective Shaw in the other from <laughs> far away. Yeah, yeah it was it was it, the scene like it's not overly violent. Like you are seeing people get like stabbed and because and, his thing is a knife. But just the way that he's moving around and there was a shot in there too where it was like CG and you could tell and I was like, eh. oh, yeah, 100%. but for the most for the for the most part, it looked pretty good. Um, you saw a lot of it. arms snapping with bones and it's like, oh. Yeah, uh, and then she fucking just stomped that one chick's head in the in the cell. She fell on the ground and she just stomped on her head, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Well, only a forty million dollar budget. I'm actually surprised by that. Um, uh, box office so far is fifteen point one million. God damn it. Yeah, but I honestly, I don't, I don't really want a sequel to this anyway. I mean, it's semi set up one, but not really, because then yeah, it turns out Gabriel was trying to go to the mom because they said that the mom died during childbirth because the mom, uh, I forget her name, something, uh, whatever may. Cause, Cause Maddie was Selma adopted. May. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, but they said that her, her mom died during childbirth. <clears throat> and so, uh, that's why she was you know adopted, but it turns out the mom's still alive. So yeah. that's who was running the tours. So now she's really real young. Yeah. Cause yeah, she had her when she was 13, 14, I think that's I think- why she wanted to give the baby up. I think it was I think they said fifteen. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Either I way, so. that that's why yeah. she wanted to give the baby up because like you know her parents like they wouldn't let her abort it or or uh, something. Real, religious uh, stuff. Yeah, and so because it was like eighty, that video was from eighty five, eighty four. Yeah, something like something that. Because like <laughs> she was about eight or so in ninety three when they took it off of her, something like that. Yeah, so just do the math. Um, <laughs> And then, so her goal was to go kill her. And the sister got there first because she knew what was going on because she watched the videos. So there's like a, a hospital thing, which I popped at the guard. He's like, hey, you can't go in here. He's like, no, just call Detective Shaw. He'll tell you that I can go in there. It's fine. He's like, no, he needs to be right here with you. And then he was like, oh, oh. And she's like, what, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, my piece, my pacemaker. And he's like, oh. Oh, and, then, oh, yeah. and, and then you see lights start flickering and she's like, oh no, like he's coming. And he's just like, oh, and she's like, are you okay? And then like the <laughs> lights burst out. Mio. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see his heart just, and then he falls over and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Cause all the electric, uh, electric shit like broke down. Did we mention how, when she, when she had visions of the murders, it was like Silent Hill. Cause the fucking walls changed. Melted off. No, we didn't. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. Well, that was—that's the visual aesthetic of what. Because like she's, they did a lot of 360 shots in this movie. James Wan had a fucking hard on for the 360 shot. Um, they did that a lot when the walls are changing. So you had the scenery change. Like she was in her own house, but then all of a sudden she's in that hotel room with that for that other guy. And yeah. so that kind of happens again here. 
Yeah, and so then in the hospital room, <clears throat> he throws a bed, which lands on the sister so she can't move. And he's like, you know, like, oh, she's not our real sister. Like, you know, try to get rid of me. He chose her over me, her own flesh and blood. <clears throat> and then um, he has a gun, and he hops on the thing, again, backwards, hops on the thing, has the gun pointed, like, at her head. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then, like, you can – she sees what's going on. So she's like, Gabriel, no. Like, stop. And then, like, all of a sudden you see – like, I hear a gunshot, and you just see the sister head move. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then – he starts talking to the mom. The mom wakes up. She's like, I'm sorry I gave you up. You know, it's this and that. I'm sorry. You know, I, sh- I should have loved you. And they're talking. And then everything goes to black. It melts off again, 360 shot. And then he's like, huh? And then it's her. And she's like, like, you know, you forget that I'm, it's my, I'm in here too. Like, I could do the same things you do. So then the camera cuts to Gabriel with the gun still pointed at the sister. And she's like, what's going on? So it's like, oh shit. Finally, she like, she can learn to do it. So she saw she made Gabriel see what he wanted to see, and so she trapped him in her mind in in like a cell. And he's like, "You can't give me, like you can't leave me." And she's like, "You know, I'll leave you here till like I die or something like that." Locks the door and she leaves. And then like he stands up and you see the little face just go back in her head, and then her skull just goes back together, and then the hair covers it. And it's like, ah, like like she's a transformer or some shit. It just goes away. Also, then, uh, there's another there's clues throughout the movie too, because every time she has a vision and she like wakes up the next day, there's blood on her pillow or her the back of her head's bloody. That yeah, I never I didn't even think about that. I noticed it happening, but it didn't dawn on me like oh. Well, because because she got her head ramped, so it's like oh she's yeah, that, that wound. I knew like the second time that she still had blood there, like something's going on with that wound. It didn't like exactly click that like oh he's still inside her. It did before yeah. the prison killing started happening. I was like is he hiding in her? Somehow, but then like, oh, he's always been there. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, that's it was, it's just a really good take, like, uh, like just unique, because like I said, we've seen something like this before, but not to this extent. So like, it was very much appreciated. And then like at the end, she's like, you know, he's like, I got him, put him away, and she's like, yeah, or she she tried moving the the bed, and she's like, if Gabriel's doing all this in my body, that means I'm just as strong. And she like, rah, and she lifts up the bed, and sister crawls out. And then they hug, and she's like, it's gone, it's over, like, I, I did it. And she's like, oh. And then, like, the camera shows the mom in the bed, and it shows a light. And then it's just sitting there in the shot, they're, like, crying, happy. And then you hear, like, an electric sound ramp up again. But you don't see a flicker, you just hear the, like, the electric noise, and then credits. And it's like, oh, Gabriel's still there? So, who's going to jail for all the murder of the cops? That's my oh. first thought. No, no, buddy, she got away scot-free, because that's what happens in movies. I know, that's what I thought. So, uh, yeah, that was the James Wan unexpected supernatural Jalo film, Malignant. Yep, two thumbs way up for me. Yeah, uh, two thumbs up for me. I I almost didn't because the opening bit is really cheesy. Like like I said, I thought it was going to be a fake movie. Um, and so none of the performances are particularly good um, in this. And some of the dialogue also is the writing of it at least is also like kind of cheesy but see that that opening bit that that's what hooked me if it didn't start off that campy and that didn't happen i would i mean i still would have watched it but i wouldn't have been as like oh fuck yeah let's go yeah, it hit me so off guard god just, we need to cut the cancer out <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i was like what <laughs> like you know, that no, that's a good line um but there is other dialogue in there where not maybe not the maybe the, just the way that it's read that it's kind of like maybe maybe one more take 
maybe just do one more take of that and see if we can change it up the, the delivery a little bit. And it was, and there was all the performances throughout the whole, most of the movie, especially like the detective. I didn't think he was particularly good. Um, yeah, he, he honestly didn't do much. I looked him up uh, and he hasn't done much shit. So he's, he's still new to acting. Yeah. They save money on casting. I'll tell you that. Oh, but, for sure. I, the, the biggest gets probably uh, Moria queen. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and probably. Yeah. But, um, but the the bonkersness of the movie um, and the scenes of Gabriel doing his thing uh, redeemed it from being one thumbed back to two. Oh God, yeah, that the whole third act. So I guess, like, I guess I guess two thumbs with an asterisk. Yeah, the the, the whole third act is like three thumbs up. Uh, yes. God, just I was action, just action it off, and just, like left and right. Because it wasn't just like a reveal and then bullshit, bullshit, bullshit action. It was like reveal action, reveal action, action, action. And it's like, Oh shit. It was like the whole, it, the rest oh. of the movie was action. Yeah. Every, every shot. And even when he did get his clothes back, you could still see her dead face on the back of his head. Yeah. And every time I saw it, it just fucking immediately popped me. Just like, this sleeping. is such a creative idea for it's, a killer. God, it's so creative. Like, yeah. <laughs> we should just like do a, uh, Scared sheetless and just read like a, a short synopsis of this movie. Oh, basically, <laughs> we need we need we need to get a shot of me standing backwards and then like you coming out of the back of my head. Oh God, yeah, that would be that would be good. But I already did do a cover, so it'll be like a secondary thing for Instagram. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so by the time you hear this, it's not going to be in theaters or it's not going to be in uh, HBO Max anymore. But if it's still in theaters, please go see it. It's it's well worth it. If if I would have if I would have had to have spent money to go see it in the theater, it would have been well worth the money. I I would gladly buy a ticket to go see it. Uh, yeah, if if I if if I had known what kind of movie it was going to be, I would have gone. This is a movie I would have gone to the theater, and I still have not yet gone back to the theater since Sonic. Oh really? I still have not because every movie I've wanted to see has been summer streaming. So it's like, all right, you know, a buddy Shang Chi. I, like I said, every movie I wanted to see has been streaming. Oh, um, and I learned something. So this uh, for for a fucking couple months back for the Shane Chi review. God damn it! Uh, there was a guy in there. Remember how I told you the guy who mentored uh, Aquafina with the bow? Yeah. It was just like an older. He looked really fucking familiar, and I couldn't place it. I liked him because he had like a deadpan look. He was kind of a dick. But he, like, trained her and shit like that. I couldn't fucking place it. And so I saw a TikTok where it was like, if you like this guy, do you know where he's from? And I was like, okay, finally, thank you. Like, I didn't just Google him because I didn't know his character in the movie. And it cuts to fucking Kung Fu Hustle. He's the one that's married to the one that can do the lion roar. Ah. The one who, like, who put his, who buried his face back in the plant when he was hiding. I don't remember. And, I've seen it once. God damn it. Okay, you remember the scene where they fought the beast in the, the bingo hall or the gambling room? No. God, they held the big bell and she breathed in and yelled through the bell? Yeah, sort of. It was That's the guy that was with her. He's okay. the one who held the bell and helped her and all that shit. But it's like, oh, fuck. Like, now it, I, I knew he looked familiar. I just couldn't fucking place it. Well, there you go. Hopefully everyone that goes back and listens to the Shang-Chi review gets more listens, because yeah. as of right now, it has less listens than either of our history of sounds. Yeah, but I mean, people do like music more than Asians, right? especially right now because of coronavirus. Not really, buddy. That's the movie true. did extremely well. That's true. I haven't seen any uh, hashtag stop Asian hate lately. 
we have nothing wrong. Just one. Neither of me nor the buddy have anything wrong with with Asian people, uh, <laughs> yeah, other no, than no, the one no. that turned me down. Yeah, except for the ones that broke our hearts and gave me. Exactly. Chlamydia. <laughs> it didn't. I didn't get chlamydia, but she did break my heart. Yeah, she broke his heart, gave me chlamydia, and then uh, yeah, and we'll see you at the scary movies. Boo. Wow, that sure was a great episode, huh, gang? If you liked what you heard, and why wouldn't you, interact with us on social media. Follow us at TNJUniverse on Instagram. That's TNJUniverse. Or find us individually at SandmanRios on Instagram and ZeroSignal316 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Fuck yeah!